You know, it's pretty wild to think about that we've been collaborating or friends or whatever for like 10 years now. And uh, like thinking back, like reflecting back on all the stuff we do, you know, there's like one big thing that really stuck out in my mind, you know, when, when I'm thinking about all these things. And that's like, you know, we started a record label and we'd released um, an album with Ben Parrish and everything else. And we were super amped on all of that. Like, I, I just like, I'll never forget that feeling of like when we finally released that and just like we were throwing those parties, you know, and me and you just felt like we were on top of a mountain, like we've accomplished everything. And it was just like one of the happiest moments of my life. And I'll never forget that. You know, do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. That was a, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That feeling was incredible. And I think contextually too, like if you, when you started talking about that, that immediately made me think of what we had just come out of. Like the (laughs) reason why we, sort of the reason why we had gotten so close over the year or two before that was because we had broken up with girlfriends of several years, you know? So I feel like that had something to do with just like we'd just been like beaten down repeatedly for the last year or so and then just those little victories of throwing a party at your house where you can you're popping bottles in the kitchen you know (laughs) it's like such a great thing it's such a huge deal because you've just been shit on for the last year about you know beating yourself up about this relationship but yeah all those like all those little things that we did that just felt huge just yeah. felt like there was no reason why 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 do we have to throw a party because right. we wanted to throw a party because <laughs> we wanted to pop bottles and celebrate yeah whatever that was you know because we had just gotten business credit cards and we wanted right. to put something on <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's great but yeah so like we were doing all that and we started that uh reading into the music and you know coming off those big wins and feeling like high on life and everything else and we were uh, brought that band in from out of town and everything else. And after Ben and after releasing all of that stuff, we just felt like, or maybe it was just me, but I felt like we just needed to sign another band and like have something else to focus on another, another band to produce and another album to release and everything else. And um, it just kind of became this big thing in my mind anyways. And it just did not go at all the way I thought it was planned. Like at all. It was, it was kind of a disaster. That experience, you mean? Yeah. Working with them? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it wasn't the way it was supposed to go in my mind, you know? Yeah. And me and you were just kind of at this weird crossroads that was unspoken, which is kind of crazy because me and you were like so honest and say anything that comes to our mind or anything that's bothering us, but it was just this weird friction that was starting to to appear. And uh, that on top of everything being a disaster with that group, uh, me and you sat down and had this just crazy conversation that just like kind of destroyed me. Like it just kind of like, it was this breaking point for me because it, it, like I had put so much into what we were trying to do and, and, and working with you and, and we sat down at that table and you were kind of telling me that you didn't want to, you didn't want to do what we were doing or you didn't want to work with me anymore. And I knew it wasn't like a personal attack. It was just like this kind of, we're not on the right page type of thing. Was that, See, I don't 100% even remember what this conversation was about. Yeah. Which makes me feel like an asshole. <laughs> but I, okay, this was about Revolve specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we were doing it, we were like producing all those other people at the time. Right. And we were doing all the that like random thumbtack shit that I would, I would yeah. find and have like random rappers come over and shit like that. Yeah. 
but this was about revolve like i didn't want to do revolve anymore yeah i, I think even... it was like and it was also like uh working with some of the artists we were working with like you were writing for them and everything else you just didn't want to you didn't want to write for them anymore and you just felt like this pressure of like having to do work and having to uh, be successful and having to be stuck to a schedule and everything else. Yeah, it was dude, just I was like, burnt out on that. Like I was burnt out on music, like making music that didn't like, that didn't fulfill me. That didn't matter. To, I, I mean, I had fun making a lot of it, but then I also did feel a lot of pressure because some of the, th a lot of the stuff that we were doing wasn't cool. Yeah. Like a lot of it was cool. And then we started working on some shit and started to like broaden our horizons a little bit. And started working on shit that just wasn't that cool. You know, right. we were just in it for the bottom line. We had our sights focused on making money. Yeah. That's really what we were thinking about and about building the business. Yeah. And at that point, that had worked for me. You know, when with Air Dubai, that's kind of, that was kind of our mentality. It was just, we're going to conquer the fucking world. We're going to be pop stars. We're going to be on the top 40. We're going to have, you know, and all of us working together like that actually worked for air dubai thinking that the whole world was against us and we're going to show everybody we're going to prove them all wrong and then once it got to m like most of the creative stuff falling on me for like making beats and things like that mm -hmm. and then we were working with those people that i think i had gotten to a point where i didn't i had had too much of like giving too much and not getting enough right. in return, you know? Yeah. It's exhausting, man, when you're sitting down and you have to convince somebody that they're good. Yeah. You have to tell some, it's like, obviously we're all in the same room working on shit because we respect each other because, because we, we like this, we all like music. And then, but yeah. having to sit there and tell somebody that, nah, I, I, no, seriously, you're really good. Yeah. Now nah, just, just try it. Just a little more confidence this time. Just yeah. a little bit, you know, that gets, that gets really exhausting. So I think that did put a strain on, our relationship yeah and kind of put and kind of and put a lot of pressure on revolve which was something that didn't have a huge foundation in the first place right yeah because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing no you know? that was i mean that was a big lesson man and we we talk about that all the time but it's just like it was a huge lesson like we just i don't even remember like how it came about we just we'd finished ben's album and it's like we woke up one day and decided that we we're going to start a record label and like we we had all these interviews. We knew better. Yeah. <laughs> like, no oh, man, we know better than all these labels. We can do it so much better. Yeah. And I still believe that, by the way, as a side note. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I agree, but I think that we just weren't ready for that and we weren't approaching it the right way. We just like, no, we just hit the ground running and we're gonna do this. And and we just like we had all these interviews with, you know, uh Westward and and uh the Denver Post and everything else, and then went on the radio and everything else, and we had all this headway, and then it the, the well, bottom was, fell out. That was the problem, is because we set up interviews and we set up all the, we set up all the, we had the frosting before we had the cake, yeah. you know, like we had all the ornamental shit surrounding the project, but we didn't have the meat and potatoes. We didn't have the, the product. We didn't right. have anything there. Right. It was Ben essentially. It was Ben's album, which was great. Yeah. And that was, it could have been its stand, its own standalone thing. That's really what we should have done instead of trying to build this whole Empire. bubble around it yeah exactly yeah. this entire empire that wasn't really anything right nothing had we just kind of came up with the idea and decided to do it we didn't really yeah, think it yeah. through you know and and that's i think that's why i had such a negative reaction to all of that falling down falling apart at the same moment you know because it was like that was everything for me you know like we were building this thing and then all of a sudden we just hit a brick wall 
Um, because the work wasn't there, man. Like we just didn't have any, we were building something out of nothing really, you know? And yeah, we had Ben's album and it was a great album and we had a lot of fun doing all that stuff, but then we just had nothing after that and we had no, and then, you know, our only plan, my only plan like fell through and then we were, we were having that weird friction and everything else. It's funny. Cause like, I look back on that year, you know, that was like what, that was 2014 or 2015. And, uh, we, you know, we lived like three blocks away from each other. Like you would show up at my house in the morning, wake me up and we'd go like to the gym and everything else. And then I, we'd come over and work on whatever the fuck we were mixing or whatever. And, uh, you know, there was this moment in time where you were just like sitting in my car and you're just like, man, I kind of hate that. I like see you every day. <laughs> and that's just like, that's total. Like God that's totally you. Asshole. God nah, damn. dude, it's totally God. you. And it's like, it wasn't like an offensive way. It was just like, you're that way with like girls you date too. You're just like, that's what you were saying. You're just like, I don't want to see anybody. Like you were just in this big thing of like not wanting to be tied down and not wanting to like, feel like life is monotonous. Right. Like it was just this, this weird friction and it, and it just like came to a head with all that stuff. Cause we were just working on that amount, but towards what we just, we, we didn't really have a clear vision and it needed to fall apart like that. And I think the most fascinating thing is like something like that would tear most friendships apart, I think, you know? And I don't know what it was. I mean, it, it was never something I was offended by or like it, it was never, uh, I never felt like our relationship was at risk. You know, our, our friendship was at risk working together. It was just, and it wasn't like, it was like the traditional, like a money problem thing that like created this rift between me and you. I just think it was just like our, we hadn't figured our workflow out yet. And I don't think we had figured out like how, what we, what the fuck we were doing, like where were we putting our energy and why, you know? And it, it was, uh, I just think it was crazy. I think it's awesome that it didn't ruin this friendship, you know, like it was just like this honesty thing. And like you moved to Nashville, you know, like you had, like you were on this mission to find out where, where we're going, what the next move was for you and everything else, you know? Yeah. I'm still there. You know? Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what it is. And you are too, you know, I feel yeah. like, right. Yeah. Like hell yeah. Yeah. You're on this constant, like treadmill of trying to find you're chasing the carrot man you're trying yeah. to figure out where where you're going to next and what, yeah what's you know it's all you're always chasing something yeah it's a constant it's a constant struggle and it, i think that's like really what like formed this relationship was we're on that same road you know like we're we're both just trying to figure it out and we really just commit to trying to figure it out through action right like we just come up with these crazy ideas and just like execute them and do our best to bring these ideas to life and everything else and, and see where it leads. And I think that's the biggest thing about what we learned, at least what I learned through revolve and everything else is I'm just on this train that it's just not about like, there's no way we could predict something's going to be successful. There's no way we know how to write a pop song. That's going to be the next radio banger. You know, it's just this, this path now that I'm on is just like committing to the work. You know, like understanding that I have these passions and I have like I want to do these things and I have these ideas for a, a reason and no amount of failure or anything else squashes those ideas out of me, you know, and it like to me, it's no longer about like, oh, what does this mean? Like if we if we're if we're doing this record label, that that means it'll be take us to this step and then we'll be get a space. We were talking about buying a studio space. Yeah. We didn't, like we were a warehouse even, space, like a giant, yeah. Yeah, like, or, before there was even income that would even, like, pay us booze money, you know? 
Like, oh yeah, we put that on the credit card. Yeah, it's just the cart before the horse, and it was like now yeah. I just realized like that the relationship with the work is completely different. You know, like I want like the process is the most important part. You know. Yeah, and you you know what I think another important part of it is is that we're a lot more independent now. Yeah. In terms of the things that we're doing and learning to focus inward as opposed to relying on the other people in our lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. As far as the work is concerned, like not really having to I think that was the other mistake that we made is that we felt like we were invincible in our relationship yeah is that we could like get through anything which we did i mean we got through it but it was a really uh yeah it was a really trying time for us but i think that it's just because everything was so intertwined Mm -hmm. everything was so the i keep bringing up the bank account and the credit card but we were on the same bank account together you know what i mean like we opened a joint business account like we had an llc that both of our names were on like we dove in the deep end of the pool and we decided that it was going to work. Like this is just going to work. We're best yeah. friends. Like we, we're never going to fight. We're never, it's always <laughs> going to work out. But it didn't, of course, because we had too many, first of all, it was too ambiguous with what we yeah. were trying to do. And then second of all, we didn't, we just, we had to have each other. We had to, there wasn't any clear cut boundaries with, yeah. with what was, what you were supposed to do and what I was supposed to do. And it, uh, and then on top of that, nobody that we were working with gave a fuck. So that just made everything worse. Yeah. And there were a lot of like administrative things that we were pulling most of the weight on. Yeah. All that stuff compounded. Right. And everything just kind of built up and we were, it just came to a head and it didn't, right. it didn't work. And I think that's where our focus is now. Like we're turning, we're turning that inward, you know, like we just like, you know, like working with Lawrence and everything else. Like we just like, we've over the years, we found people that we collaborate with well and we collaborate with people that like give a shit about what they're trying to do and like care and have an actual vision and everything else. Cause this is like so many times I think it's easy to want the lifestyle, but not want the work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like everybody wants to be Drake sitting on the the sideline of your NBA team, you know, like partying it up and everything else. But like, he writes a ridiculous amount of music, you know, and that's, we just lose sight. It's so easy to lose sight of that with this instant gratification we live in and everything else where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to be an artist and everything else. And I, I'm doing this and I just got to like, we get into living the lifestyle instead of living the work. Dude, you know? Did you, did you watch that little Wayne documentary? No, I haven't watched oh it Oh my yet. God. You got to watch it. This yeah. motherfucker, dude, this is right before the Carter three comes out Yeah, that this documentary is happening. It comes out while the documentary is on. This dude, he's touring, like he's on a world tour. He's in the Netherlands. And he, every day, dude, he carries in a bag with a mic stand, a mic, and his computer. Like one of the first scenes in the movie is he's in, I think he's in the Netherlands in this one. And he's like in some fancy ass hotel room. And he's getting all hype in front of a mic. You know, he's like, he's rapping. He's like laying down a verse or whatever. And then he fucks up. And then he just leans over to his laptop and like presses space bar and like deletes it obviously and then goes back and I'm like this dude is fucking tracking himself. Yeah. This is right before the Carter 3. Like he's already famous. He's on a world tour and yeah. he's tracking himself in a hotel room. Yeah. Like that kind of hustle. That yeah. sort of thing is what you're talking about. It's so crazy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, and we always we always talk about Kanye, you know, like uh one of those uh the, my favorite lyrics, what is it? Like where he's like five beats a day for five summers. I Three deserve, summers, yeah. yeah, I deserve these numbers. Yeah. 
you know, like that is so true. And that's what we forget, man. I talked to, there's this one artist I always talk to and he's just like, you know, we're talking about overnight success. And it's just like, that brings up another line by like Big Sean where he's like, I guess it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. Because people think like, literally, they think that Big Sean went up to Kanye. The story is Big Sean went up to Kanye West and just rapped at, at him at a radio station. And then he signed and is one of the biggest names in the game now. But like what people don't realize is like you told me that it was years between yeah. that instance and him getting signed. And then after he got signed, it was years before that first album dropped mm-hmm. on that label. You know, and it's just like, and the other thing is like, we, you can't think that the him showing up to rap at Kanye, even if the miracle did happen and he did get signed because of that one instance, that was not the first time he ever rapped. He wasn't like, woke up that morning, he's like, I'm going to be a rapper today. Like, he Actually, was, yeah, I just watched an interview where he was talking about that instance and he was at the radio station every Sunday rapping. Because the, yeah, see, because yeah, yeah, it's exactly what we're talking about because they did some sort of in Detroit, they had some sort of one DJ on Sundays or I think it was on Sundays that, um, had local rappers come in and do a cypher type thing. Just do like a freestyle with local rappers could come in and Kanye just happened to be in the studio that day. So yeah, he's, dude, he's there every week. Right. He's just going there after school everywhere, whatever, like on, on his weekend, just going. Just showing up, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love I love stories like that. And it's so, you know, it gets so cliche because everybody's like, yeah, of course, like you got to put the work in and everything else. But it's hilarious because no matter what, at the end of the day, we're trying to avoid, we're trying to make things more convenient and and, and to take less work and to get, get things done quicker and everything else, like expediting the process and everything else. And it was that, it was that, that was the biggest thing that had to change in me and I th- in you too, you know, like now, now you're writing every day, you're writing a song every day. You know, and I, I, I think before, like you would have hated doing that, you yeah. know, it would have been real. It's cause it's painful, man. It's, it's fucking difficult to do that. Yeah. The difference, I think the main difference is that I've realized that it's okay to suck, that it's okay to, I, I give myself an, a certain amount of hours that I have to be working on it. And if I don't do anything in those hours, then it's fine. It, I did it. Like I already sat down. I waited right. for shit to come to me, and if nothing came to me, then it's totally fine. Right. And I think that's the difference between now and a couple of years ago when we first started doing this. Is that I just felt so much pressure to have to do something. Right. To have to make this something. It has right. to be. And now it's just like, man, if it's not something, whatever. Like, right. It's still just me sitting in my basement, regardless. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's like that Stephen Pressfield line from uh, The War of Art where he's talking about you got to have a sense of humor with failure. And it's like, we've had more projects fail than succeed. And by that, I mean, we haven't necessarily had a project succeed yet, you know, (laughs) but we're still addicted to it. We're still addicted to doing this shit. And we're still sitting in this basement creating yet another thing that we don't know what it'll be. But I just want to document the process. You know, I just like that, that how much we've changed since college to now and our view on music and the world and, and success and, and what this is and everything else is just polar opposites, man. It's hilarious to me. Like when I think about what we were trying to accomplish 10 years ago and what we're trying to accomplish now. Yeah. Like it definitely is. We were wanting to move to New York and try to be jazz musicians. That was our goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wish that we had something like this. Yeah. From back then. That's yeah. what you were telling me about, like when we, you first wanted to start this, when, just us, us talking, yeah, figuring shit out. Because yeah, man, like I hope my 
hope with this is that five years from now I can listen to this and I can laugh and be like, yeah. I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, look, listen to this stupid shit that I'm saying. Yeah. I always want to go back, dude, I was looking at my journals today for like working on writing and stuff and, um, trying to get together some last lyrics for this song that I was working on. And I was looking through some journals from a few years ago and just like, man, I was just like a whiny bitch about some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> And it's so nice to go back and be able to see, like, okay, I've really grown in that part right. of my life. Even if it's a like a fraction of a percentage of, of increase in positive positive emotion and positive action in your life and the way that you're addressing things and your thought process about things, like, it's so nice to be able to see that improvement and to right. look back at your past self and not be... that Man, that's the worst thing. That's, like, even... I'm thinking about, uh, like, I remember... Man, I remember being in middle school and going over to my friend Chris's house and his mom saying, oh man, I remember middle school. I remember high school. Like, I think we were about to go into high school. She was like, I remember high school. Those are the best years of my life. Hmm. You guys are going to have so much fun. And even as like an eighth grader, I was thinking, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> peak like, that young. You're in your 40s and you peaked 20 years ago. Yeah. Like you peaked in, when you were... 16 yeah. 17 like what what that's terrifying that, that makes absolutely no sense so i feel like that's my that's always been my greatest fear is that you look back and you think oh man those were the days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible yeah and being a kid was shitty you know like yeah oh, i'd never want to be able to look back and or want to look back and be like oh man i wish i was that right nobody wants that you always no. want to be moving forward and improving right. yourself and well and it's also that the, the regret thing you know like i don't I don't regret any, even the mistakes I've made in my life. I don't regret that shit. No way. Cause it's a great, it's a great story and it's a great, like you're talking about the journals and everything else and looking back about being a whiny bitch and everything else. And it's, it's hilarious because like when you're in that moment, when you were writing that entry, like that seemed like that was your life, that moment, you know, like this suffering and this breakup or whatever it is we like, we're freaking out about. It just seems all consuming at the time. You know, it's just like life outside of that doesn't exist. And it's like getting to the other side of that. Now we laugh about it because we know, and it's the same thing. It's like, it's, that failure is representative in our life and the relationships we've had and the, the heartbreak we've had and everything else because at at the time you can't see anything positive coming out of it and and you and you want to f- like feel like shit and just like feel sorry for yourself and everything else and and feel those things and it's like happiness doesn't exist anymore and and then you get on the other side of it and you look back at it and you realize like oh my god I was being so ridiculous like and and you do that so many times that pretty soon it's just like that's what life is. You know, it's just like, I know that tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's going to be fine. Or maybe it's three weeks from now I'm going to wake up and it's going to be fine, you know, but this shit doesn't kill us, you know? And, it, and, um, you know, my, my, I think like where I'm at right now is I was writing this the other day. I think like being an adult, like you never just like wake up one day and be like, cool, I'm an adult. Like I make adult yeah. decisions now <laughs> and I've figured everything out. I don't believe that. I think that you just get better at coping with life. That's what being an adult is to me is like, you're just better at coping. Like you just deal with shit better. Like you just handle it better. Like, because you've gone through heartbreak a couple times and it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with this. I know how it goes. I know how I process it and everything else. And, and you've gained wisdom, but uh, you know, the, the wisdom is just like knowing not to put so much weight on that shit you know yeah and and knowing not to that you can't control anything yeah that everything is just total randomness i feel like that's part of growing up where we talk we were probably talking about that recently and 
just being able, yeah, just being able to let go and to realize that the whole world is just a giant ball of chaos and things that you can't control yeah. and think, and both of us being like hyper control freaks and overthinkers about everything. It's just, it gets a little, uh, well, it brings you down when you try to control the entire course of your life and right. everything that you're doing. And it's, it's impossible to do. Right. And that's been really freeing for me is just to realize yeah. that literally the only thing that I can affect are the words that come out of my mouth and what my hands do, you know, like yeah. what my body does yeah. on a daily basis are the only two things that I can control. Yeah. I can't control anything that anybody else does or anything. Or reactions to, to me your, or yeah. To your work. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Why yeah. would you put thought into how other people are going to react to the yeah. things that you do? It's hilarious. You will never be able to control that. No. Yeah. It's that like, it's, it, it it's crazy. Cause it's like, uh, you know, it, it really reminds me of that, uh, essay you wrote on grief, you know, and like what you're talking about, how, you know, you can't control the outcomes. We feel like this life is vindictively doing things to us, you know, or like, why me and all this shit. And we're just like melodramatic bitches all the time about stupid shit because, and we, but there, the reality is there is no control and like, you're exactly right. And that's kind of where we're at now is like, what can we control? I can control my output. I can control my productivity. You know, I can't control, uh, you know, like you said, people's reaction to the creations we're doing. All we can do is commit to the work and to, to making sure that we're being productive and we're taking advantage of the moments that we do have, you know? Yeah, that's all you can do. You right. can't, and nobody, yeah, the universe is not vindictively against you. You know, nobody is trying to punish you. That's just, that's just the way that human beings have to personify things and say, why, like, why is this happening to me? Dude, I had this, <laughs> I had this girl get in my uh, Uber the other night yeah. It was oh, so hilarious. It was, she was wasted. Yeah. And she, she like gets into my car and she starts talking about how, uh, she just got engaged, but her mom doesn't want her to get married. So she was just arguing all day with her mom about getting married. And then her mom decides to call the call no. the fiance. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to ruin your marriage. I don't want you to get married. I'm going to, I'm going to end oh, this right oh. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So she does it. And then like the fiance is calling her and is just like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm not dealing with this shit. This is too, yeah. Man. It breaks up with her. No, 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 oh, no. Calls like, the mom. Okay. No, but just freaking out, just yeah. like upset about all this shit. And then she's telling all this to me while she's, wasted and i don't know at what point she got drunk you know one yeah. point at what point during the fighting did she have a chance to get drunk she's like just take me to old chicago and <laughs> me and my friends old chicago I'm like okay okay fine she asked me like four times if i knew where it was but i got her there and it's totally fine all that to say that in her bubble her world is falling apart yeah you know everything and we've all been there to where yeah. you think that everything around you is just like the whole world is crumbling, you know, everything, but it's not, you're such an infinitesimally small part yeah. of the world. Yeah. And so is your work. So is everything that you do, all of your actions, all of your relationships, everybody that you know, everybody, everything that you do, you as a person affect so little of the population. Right. That you could net, why would you ever be concerned about that? Yeah. Why would you, you know, there's no, there's no reason to get caught up in all that stuff. Right. It's funny because I talk about this stuff 
uh, at work sometimes, you know, when I'm bartending and went to some of my coworkers and one girl just looked at me one time. I was just like, so what's the point then? What's the point of life? Like if nothing matters and I'm just like, I, I, that's, you know, it's such a deep question. I, and, and you know, that's what we all wonder, but we, that's like such a narcissistic view on the world to think that there has to be a point and that you matter. And that's such like, that's your ego speaking, you know? Spencer. What's up, yeah. dude? Brought some pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking pizza and boxed wine. It's <laughs> fucking bachelor heaven over here, dude. Yeah. Do you, you want to be on our podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Pull up another mic. I really like this. I love like <laughs> this. this is yeah. Yeah. It's like a sitcom. Enter yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she was just like, she was just asking me, so what's the, what's the point of life? And it's like, I don't, how do, how do I answer that and everything else? But it's like, some people just think it's such a cynical view. Like, do you remember that one girl that like reached out to you after she read your blog and she was like, Oh my God, I did. You looked so happy when you were playing. And like, oh, I yeah. didn't realize you were this <laughs> sad and everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a cynical view on the world that like we don't affect anything and like nothing matters and everything else. But that's not, uh, we're not trying to say like, to be consumed by darkness and like sit down and be sad and, and w- nothing matters. So just go fucking crazy. Like that's not at all like what we're trying to say. It's just, it's just like putting it, stop. It's, it's this attempt to try to disconnect ourselves from putting so much weight on shit, like revolve. Like that was going to be our meal ticket. We were going to take over the world and be the best record label and everything else. And then when it falls through, it's like the world ended, you know? And like, it, it, you know, as we've gone through that, I think that's that's exactly what you're talking about. That sense of humor with failure. That's like exactly where it is. Where it's just like we've gone through that now, and we re- we're not putting as much weight into the work that we're doing. We're just doing the work because it needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. because we have to do it, or we can't sleep at night. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And that, yeah, and also what we were saying with the perspective thing. An interesting side note about that blog post was that. You thought it was depressing as fuck, right? Yeah. Like you thought I was just like slitting my wrists and just being super cynical and dark about everything. And so did that girl that hit me up on Instagram. But then when I submitted it to Medium, the editor who who goes over shit, he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he was like, oh my God, this is so funny and like sharp and like witty. And so like that... It just goes to show you that it's it's so it's such a matter of opinion. You know, yeah. you can't and what you're saying about just just making stuff. Yeah. Just without any no holds barred, whatever you're gonna do, just do it. Yeah. You can't affect any you can't affect any of that stuff. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like that's how I've always been, you know, like I feel like it's hard to say like, whoa, what's your calling? What was I meant for and everything else? And that's like a torturous like mindset. Um that I've thought about a lot. Dude, you, there's no way to know that. No, but it's like, if I were to answer it, man, like I'm a creator, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative. And that's a, a thing that fulfills me is being challenged and finishing, man. Like we were celebrating at those parties of the release of Ben's album. Like we had just conquered the world because that's what it feels like. That's what, when, you, when I finally finish a video or finally releasing or pressing, posting that blog post and everything else, that's the moment I feel fulfilled in life. And it has no reaction to somebody paid me 10 grand to do that or, you know, it's going to be read a million times. It's read like maybe 35 people or whatever, but that's, it's not about the reception of it. It's that I 
created something. And that's, that's my, my calling. I feel like my calling in life or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But uh, I just need to create stuff because that tortures me if I don't, you know, like these ideas need to get out. And that's, that's all it is. It's just like the work and it has my, my fulfillment has no, uh, it's not dependent on, on the reaction of it. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'd be great if, you know, I went famous from the work or whatever the fuck, but that's, that's not why I do it now, you know? Right. It's just getting it from your consciousness to a piece of paper. Yeah. To some sort of tangible form that you can just stop thinking about it. Right. To reference the Lil Wayne documentary again, you're not even going to have to see it because I'm going to tell you the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another part of it, he talks about all he thinks about is getting in the studio every day. Yeah. All he wants to do is be in the studio because he doesn't write anything down and he's just got ideas and lines in his head all day long. So all he wants to do is just go and get it out. Same sort of thing. Like, wh- that's man, that's the dream, is to just be able to create a constant flow from your mind just to whatever medium that you like to work with. Right, whether yeah. that's paper, where you're trying to write music, you're trying to paint stuff, you're try- whatever you're trying to do. Just constantly be able to put that out of you to just get it out. So it's not all backlogged in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember where I was listening to. It might've been a podcast or something, but somebody was talking about like, dude, it might've been that Stephen Pressfield book, but he was talking about like, you know why you can't sleep at night? Cause you didn't do enough, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, and he's talking about like creating, like your, your subconscious is tortured by that idea that you didn't try to make happen today or that that the what the whatever the work is that's calling you you know like you did not um try to make that happen today and that's because i've always sucked at sleeping man i sell everybody i failed that subject in kindergarten nap time because i just i can't (laughs) sleep man it's just like my mind is just constantly torturing me you know like my anxiety is through the roof because it's just like i i I have an idea that i'm ruminating on or like i just can't if something happened that day or i'm just thinking and thinking i can't shut it off you know and it's but those days that i just like push myself to my limit i can finally sleep you know and it's that 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 idea just kind of resonated with me and that's just what i try to do now is just like make sure that I'm, i'm i'm working on something you know i totally agree with that that if I feel like that I've accomplished everything that I needed to that day, I can sleep better. Yeah. And I feel okay like going to bed 30 minutes early and reading. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I can always tell because when I'm trying to read before I go to bed and then I get like two sentences in and I'm already thinking about some other shit, that's how I know I didn't do what I was supposed to do that day. But when I can actually focus, that's an interesting thing, man, is that, that you... The more stuff that you get done, the more that you're able to focus throughout the day and just get stuff done, the more you're able to focus on the shit that you like to do. Just going out and hanging out with your friends. Because that's, man, I don't know if you're the same way actually about this, but like I can't, if I don't feel like I've fulfilled what I'm supposed to do or accomplished what I'm supposed to do for a day, I can't really go out and have fun. Mm. Like if I'm going out drinking with you guys or if I'm, whatever meeting up with whoever just like having a movie night or whatever just hanging out with anybody going to a show anything i'm gonna be thinking about that thing right the whole time that i should have done and obsessing over it yeah i mean i'm the same i still go out but like like spencer can tell you man like there's times where i'm just like glazed over it's like i'm in a different i'm on a different planet like i'm i'm there but like in my mind is completely gone and that's something I've really tried to work on because I'm the same way. Like if there's something I'm thinking about or something I didn't do or I should have done or anything else, that's where I'm at. 
you know? Uh, and I, I try to stop that because it's just like, I, I live in my mind so much and like, you know, this whole meditation practice and all this crazy shit about being present and living in the moment and all that cliche, cliche bullshit. I'm really trying to be that way because I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm disrespecting the people I'm with when I'm just not there. You know, my mom is, my mom has called me out about, uh, about that a few years ago. She was just like, I went home to visit and then I, uh, you know, I, when I came back, she was just talking to me on the phone and she was just like, Jared, you know, I just wish that when you were here, you would be here, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like at the time I was just kind of like frustrated. It's like, how, how am I supposed to do that? Or why, you know what? Like, how does that even make any sense? And, and then I realized like that, that because I'm just like, I'm not there, you know, like I'm not present because I am thinking about other shit and everything else. And, and, and uh, it, it makes it impossible for me to be present. So it's just like, it's, it's a process, you know, it, like trying to figure that out and approach that and, and attack that and, and, and be better about that, you know? It but, definitely is. My mom called me out on that last night. <laughs> it's like daydreaming or something at, at dinner, me and Alex and my mom went out for drinks and dinner, and and I was just like staring off into space, and I missed an entire like conversation point that Alex was saying, and I just like came back and like, wait, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's kind of what I want this to be about. You know, that's like what we're trying to investigate here. Like you said, we're like documenting. I want to document this process of of the creations that we're doing. You know, now that you're back, and and we're going to be working in close quarters again and doing. Um, you know, whatever the fuck our next project is, you know, but I just kind of want to, um, document our journey through that, you know, and, and, and how we're thinking about it. Cause we, you know, when you were gone, like when you're in Nashville, we would talk an hour a day, at least, you know, sometimes two, we just like call each other and freak out on the phone. And there's sometimes I wish I just had those conversations, you know, because it like, it was just so filled with so much passion on whatever the fuck we were freaking out about. And, uh, that's what, that's why I want to put these mics in front of us and, and, and talk about this stuff. And, uh, so we can listen back and see how crazy we actually, yeah, are. <laughs> cause we're insane, man. Like <laughs> the shit we freak out about is ridiculous, you know, and, and how we talk about something for an hour every day, you know, like it's, I don't know, but that, that's what this is about. You know, I just want to talk about these things that are, are constantly on our minds, you know, and, and the struggle with trying to find our way in this creative world that makes no sense. <laughs>